episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? Good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Get some more sinjutsu. Some more sinjutsu in. Finally. Yeah. Finally. In the episode. I mean, how many episodes is this going to take? I don't know. I'm thinking like six. How long? How Who long knows? is the, how long is the scroll? It takes what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how long a scroll is? As long as it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's my scroll logic for today. So you know what? I think before we dig in, I think we need a beer. And you know yes. what? I bought this beer, the Devil's Jackstone. I bought this beer with the intention of playing it with Hell on Earth, which would have been fantastic because a Hell on Earth is at the end, and this is a double IPA. Yes, it's 8.9%. I know. But you know what? We're having hell on earth today. All right? We're, we're pushing it ahead because we're So feeling. Nine Penny brew, Brewing, yeah. uh, which is just outside of St. John's, just outside of where we're from. Exactly. So I hope you have a lot of clips because I might have a nap in the middle of this podcast. 8.9. <laughs> this will get 8. the, the kickstart. Get, get the energy going. <laughs> Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers not gonna lie i'm a little afraid right now oh my god this smells great what is it about high elk craft beer that's way scarier than like shots of tequila like when i'm drinking (laughs) if i go to a bar like literally the other night i was watching a, a hockey game obviously and i had you know i was like it was like a work night so i had a beer and i had a couple of glasses of whiskey yeah, no big deal. I drink one of these. I'm going to be cross-eyed by the end of this show. That's delicious, man. That is really mm. good. Oh, dear God. Mm. That's a strong flavor. That is not a driving beer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mm. Well, that is strong. What yeah. is? Oh, my it's God. It's so good, man. <sighs> I oh, love uh, all these. I love Imperial Stouts, and I love uh, Double IPAs. So the high alcohol beers, man, something about them. I know they're dangerous when you get drinking, if you're especially if you're drinking a few, but that's a good beer. I know. D- and again, I, I was yeah. going to say, talkingmaiden.com slash beers, and you can see a list of all the beer we drink on our podcast. That's, all, and that's quite, a, quite a long list. <laughs> quite a long. We, You know what? We've drank some beer. You know what? Double IPAs are like beautiful women. The more of the things you love, but they'll often leave you hurting. So I see you have your Talking Maiden shirt. I actually, I'm wearing this shirt. This is the first time I've ever worn this, and I bought it at the show the first time I ever saw Iron Maiden. It's is that like a bowling a, shirt? It's like, it, it, I think it's a rugby shirt, but it looks like a bowling shirt. Yeah. I never wear it. It's got like a collar. It's the it's the Seven Sun color. It's like the light blue and the dark blue. It's got an embroidered uh, Eddie, Iron Maiden, and an embroidered yeah. Eddie on the chest. I never wear this shirt. I'm not, I don't know why I'm not... I just never do. I'm not one for... Because it's got a collar and it's too fancy for you. Yeah, I know. But I saw it up there today when we were getting ready to record and I was flipping through the t-shirts. And I almost put on the hockey jersey and I was like, oh, what about this one? I forgot all about this one. I just never think of it. So <laughs> You're a t-shirt guy. You are a yeah, t-shirt guy. Yeah, I am. Yeah. A t-shirt nothing, guy. nothing wrong with that. So, Senjutsu, we just finished uh, Lost in a Lost World Yes. last week. Yes. Um, which we both... That was, that, was, that was a good song. I think that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, we haven't uh, ripped anything yet. It's been pretty good. No. Um, I had some criticism on the opening track, which really, really, really wowed me when the yeah. album first came out. Yeah. And then it's kind of fallen down. And I mean, I still like it. 
yes. but I don't love it now. But uh, yes. I don't know. I, I I'm still positive on on it, and uh, of course, we both loved the galloping uh, Stratego, right? Like uh, the gallop came back. That's a very traditional metal, which was which was great. Um, writing on the wall, of course, we we both love that. And Lost in the Lost World, I really liked Lost in the Lost World. I thought that was a great song. Yeah. So uh, we're hitting, you know, we're doing pretty good on this album so far. We're hitting a stride. We're hitting a stride. So when this album came out, what formats did you get this in? Because it came in a two CD digipack. Yes. A two CD book format. Yeah. Which is like a book with the CDs in it. A triple black vinyl. There's a yeah. silver and black marble vinyl, a red and black marble vinyl. Yes. Uh, I guess it does a streaming version. And there's also the super deluxe box set with a CD and a Blu-ray and I mean doing air quotes exclusive memorabilia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going from memory here, but I remember when the box set came out. We were both looking at it and they were like there was a handle of a of it. You're gonna walk through it all. But I remember we were like, Oh, is that is that worth it? So and that's not the super deluxe box set. No. It's funny, there's no plain box set and yeah. there's no deluxe box set. There's only a super deluxe box set and a fan club super deluxe. No, fan club deluxe box set. Yeah. And the fan club deluxe box set we'll get into after. That's the one that has all the, the weird yes, stuff in it. Yes, all the little things. I went for the Amazon exclusive silver. Is it silver charcoal? I don't silver know. And I got black. it here next yeah. to me. It's silver discs. They're beautiful. They have the same packaging as the triple uh, yep. disc. All of them are the same. It's just the disc is different. And I went for that one. Um, it was a premium price disc. I got in early. Remember it like sold out right away and then there was like secondary market for it. Yeah. So this is the one, this one here yeah. that I'm holding. Everyone. You've got that as well? I've got, yeah, I've got the, I've got the black and I've got the silver and black. Oh, nice. Triple vinyl. Um, I didn't get the red and black marble vinyl. Um, if you look on Amazon right now, it's 146 bucks for the red and black. It's 78 for the black. And I mean, I'm not, it's funny you get so like caught up in the, the like, I don't know, the, the when a new Maiden album is coming, it's like the hype just gets you. And like, I don't know, but I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not going to pay double for the exact same album, but in a different color of vinyl. You're Although I paid gonna... a bit more for, but I don't know. I never, I never jumped on the red and black. I also did get the uh, the regular CD, and I got the book format CD. Um, I also did buy the super deluxe box set. Okay, so wait now, wait now. You, you. So let me get this right. You don't see the need to buy the red uh, version at extra cost, but you bought the black, also the silver. So you have two copies of the vinyl. You bought the CD and the book version as well. Right. <laughs> so you bought you bought four versions of this album, yet for some reason for you, buying one expensive version is insane to you. Do you not realize how crazy? No, it you wasn't are? insane. It was just like how many copies of the vinyl do I need? Like, yeah. And when I and then I I bought this like, I'm kind of okay. So this super deluxe box, this is the box right here, and it's yes, it's basically a cardboard box, but it's glossy. It looks like yes. I don't know. It's. It has, okay, so it has the CDs. It has a Blu-ray of the Writing on the Wall video and has, like, the making of, um, I don't know. There's, like, a little poster in there. There's some art cards. Um, here, I'll show you those. These are actually kind of cool. They're just, like, little 
eight by, I guess they're close to eight by 10 size. It's like, you know, that art of the snakes that they use with it. So they're like little, I mean, I suppose you could get these framed. They look kind of cool, but it's not that big a deal. And this lenticular like eddy that kind of like moves, it's like a 3D thing, which I don't know. And that's just, that's just a print. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. And then it also came with a a printed origami sheet to make Eddie's helmet, which is basically a piece of paper and instructions on how to fold it. So, like, basically you're paying for a CD and a DVD. And, like... An origami the amount, work project. <laughs> the amount of money that I spent on this, like... I don't know, man. It's it's It was 130 bucks for this box which I bought it's on sale now for 82 if you look on Amazon. So it's like slashed in price. It was one of those things where I got caught up in the hype and I bought it and I was like, I don't know. I basically bought it, opened it up, looked at everything, closed it up, put it on the wall and then, or put it on the shelf, you know, in the, in my, up in my maiden room. And then I didn't even think of it or look at it or touch it until like we're about to record this episode. I went and took it down so I could, bring it here and show you <laughs> what's in it because i knew we were going to be talking about the formats um it's kind of a, a waste of money it's not that it's not that nice like i don't know it's a bunch of stuff that like it's a bunch of iron maiden i don't know i don't want to say junk <laughs> yeah no but, but there's I... no that the value is like so and then the fan club deluxe box set so let me tell you about that yeah that has a signed Mark Wilkinson print, which is kind of cool, I guess. And it has that same Eddie picture that I just showed you. It has an Eddie stamp made of teak, so you can, like, stamp it, you know, on an ink pad. And it has a Senjutsu Eddie pendant, um, a canvas banner with wooden ends, a unique artwork print. Uh, it has, like, that – it's like the hand the, – the, hand guard for the grip on a on a sam on a samurai sword which is i don't know and it has like then it has the, the two cds and the and the blu-ray basically and that's 581 dollars which wow. is ridiculous well they it's limited to 2021 right so i don't know it was it, it's <laughs> i'll tell you the story about this so like 581 dollars is if you're lucky, that's like a return flight from here to Montreal and a concert ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, not and a concert ticket, but yeah. No, I guess not, but I'm exaggerating. But like... Yeah. It's an investment. Know, sort of, but it's... Like, I don't mind them putting out a, a almost $600 box set of their album that has like a bunch of junk in it. Mm. If when there's also like the $10 CD you can buy. Like, I don't care about that. It's not like the tool fear inoculum cd where they only had the 80 dollar cd version and there was nothing else yeah which i actually bought too because i was i, was a, I, was a, <laughs> I got caught up in the for that but there was no regular version and i got it. it had like a little video screen inside the cd cases it was, it was you're, ridiculous you're the, you're the guy in the lineup going like what does this cost so much why don't you <laughs> not buy it wait now that's not an option but you i collect know. a lot of maiden stuff you know that you, you um, do. but i i kind of I try to draw the line at like certain things like if I'm not going to get any enjoyment out of it, that's why I like, then why collect it? Like that's why I'm yeah. kind of regretting buying this box set. Cause like I said, it, I literally picked it up, blew the dust off it. 
and it, it you know release day was the last time I even looked at it. Yeah. Um, and you know I have tons of vinyl. I have a lot of rare vinyl. I listen yeah. to it all the time. You've listened to my Soundhouse tapes. Um, I have shirts and jerseys that I wear all the time. I have like a bunch of Eddie masks, and I wear them. I let my kids wear them. I got Eddie mug. I have lots of maiden mugs and glasses. You, you know we're always drinking beer out of those. I have that Bruce Dickinson watch, and I wear it every day. Mm. Now, there's a few things like about the comics, and I never read those. I just put them on the shelf. But they're a couple of bucks each, so I don't. It's not that big a deal. Um, I, I don't know, and I'm not one for keeping like albums sealed, like buying them and keeping them sealed and storing them. Like, yeah. if I'm gonna collect them, I'm gonna open it, I'm gonna try it out, I'm gonna enjoy it, and that's yeah. why this box set doesn't really appeal to me at all like maybe those art prints maybe someday i should put those in a frame and put them up or something yeah the samurai sword guard and the wooden stamp i mean it would just sit in the box the way that this box set did like the expensive box set i would have done the exact same thing with it and collecting it just because it's rare um i don't know i'm not interested in that yeah. at all like i don't know and maybe i'm a hypocrite you could probably find examples where i have but like Something being exclusive doesn't make it valuable to me unless there's some like intrinsic value that exactly. I can get enjoyment out of. Exactly what you just said. There's some intrinsic value. So that's that's something with you that I really appreciate is that you're not caught up in like brands or expense or anything like that. You'll spend on a nice piece or anything like this, but you also care very much about the context and what's in it. Like you love a rare live disc or a cool piece of art if it makes sense. But I would say like not a superficial collector. Like you're not a superficial collector. You collect things that have real meaning to what you care about. And you know, it's not about it's, you know, this costs 50 or that costs 100 or I'm going to just buy the $4,000 box set to prove that I can, which is so much of what branding has become is that there's a level, a level, a level. It's like finding the, the, the value or the diamond in the rough. And that's yeah. fantastic. It's like people that buy those rare sneakers and they like... Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what's the point of that? Like, if I bought super expensive, rare sneakers, I would just wear them every day until I wore them out. And then be like, it, good, I got some use out of it. <laughs> exactly. That said, you do treat your stuff very well. Yeah. And I want, I know you, you're going to hate this, but I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> and I want, I want our listeners to, like, email in to demand this, because I want you to give way on this. I want to, at some stage, record you going through your collection, because it's amazing. <laughs> and just like showing your collection and like all of the things you have got such a maiden collection it's amazing what you've amassed now i talk about we got into vinyl previous like all the vinyl you've bought you bought back old vinyl but i mean you've been collecting all the uh, like you had a ton of maiden merch going way back yeah like you've been into maiden merch forever and not only that like i think i think all of our listeners would love to see you got some amazing stuff from other bands as well like your music collection is phenomenal yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a it. I guess I have an okay collection compared to like your average maiden collector. But like, I mean, you look online and my collection like pales in comparison. So I guess it just it depends who you're who you're who you're comparing it to. Like I don't know, and why compare it to anyone else? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, think a, think a, a, a episode on. Nesbitt's collection would be worthwhile, <laughs> or maybe even I could dig into it if we get if you get enough be a nudges. Good audio, it wouldn't be a very no. good audio. No, episode, we'll do it on video. We'll put it on somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> DVD. You got to buy a, a, a an A track, whatever VHS. I think there's word. already plenty anyway. of people online that have better collections of stuff than me that we don't need to be digging into mine. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, but anyway, I'll get back to this like fan club box set. Um, so I kind of fell into the hype of it for a minute because like there's a fan club email and it's like there's only 2021 being made and uh, we're releasing them in two batches in the store so people in different parts of the world can get on the store and buy and you know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of fell into that hype and I was like mentally prepared I was kind of like, maybe I should buy one of these one, buy this one. Like, this is a new, it hasn't been a new Maiden album. This could be the last Maiden album. Maybe I should, like, and at this point I hadn't, you know, it was all pre-ordering stuff. So I was kind of, like, in my head. Then I was on vacation. I was in, like, Prince Edward Island with my kids. And I was like, can I get that onto my phone? Can I get to a computer? Can I order this from my phone? Like, maybe I should. And I have to find out that the second that they go on, because it's going to sell out, like, it's, the second they go on sale, I got to jump on the store and try to get one. And then I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I was like, this is crazy. I'm not, I'm not buying a, a, I'm not spending like $500 on a stupid box set of an album. Anyway, it was just ridiculous. So anyway, I <laughs> got yeah. back from vacation and I had kind of budgeted in my mind that I was like going to spend this money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so instead I went and I bought, I got a, really good condition of a real live one on vinyl mm. i got a great almost i wouldn't say mint but a very very good condition of like a real dead one on vinyl yeah which were two holes in my maiden vinyl collection yeah. and i got a mint condition of eddie's archive box set like it was mint it was still in the cardboard box that the box itself came in like it was I, it looked like someone bought this and put it on a shelf yeah. so i filled two holes in my vinyl collection and I got a box set that I think is totally worth collecting. Um, the CDs, and it has that Maiden family tree in the shot glass. We talked about it yep. in the Beast Over Hammersmith episode. We did, In this, yeah. like, metal case. And, I mean, I listened to the real live one vinyl. I listened to the real dead one. I was listening to a real dead one today because me and you were thinking about maybe doing an episode on those two albums. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Um, so I think that was much money well spent as far as, like, instead of buying, like, yet another, I don't know, these, like... If you want to put out a fan club exclusive box set and charge that much for it, I don't know, like maybe, I mean, the writing on the wall and Stratego have no vinyl single release. So maybe do a seven inch single, like a 45 Ooh, for each of them. Interesting. And interesting. put that in there and make that the only place you get them. Cause then I might've, maybe someone like me might bite on that. Right. Because it's. Yeah. Like, and you could do, you could do a, uh, an interview on the other side. Cause they were speaking at around the time yeah, that, that's that, true. that came out. You could do an interview side. You don't not necessarily, or you could do a cover or you could do replay something in a different way, you know, uh, yeah, well, or maybe some album. like studio, a studio outtake of something. Ooh. Like maybe they ran through it. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. If if the only place you could get, if there was like a seven inch of Stratego, and on the other side was an alternate take, yes, or an alternate vocal take of Bruce, and yes. the writing on the wall, and on the other side is the writing on the wall, but it's an alternate solo that say adrian did in this you know another take of the the, solo then i would maybe i would have bought on it that's the only place you can get these seven inches yeah this this is the original song writing on the floor (laughs) (laughs) nesbitt i got a question for you but i'm just saying packaging yeah a bunch of junk and paper and useless japanese theme stuff in a box yes with the regular cd like and charging that much money, like I don't know, man. Like, it seems, and it I can't seems, believe, yeah. I can't believe, I almost got sucked in, but they didn't suck me in. They only sucked me in for like 
all the other formats. all the others but you know what you know what let's 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 just call a spade a spade with yeah. the with the vinyl the the maiden vinyl we talked about this previously yeah. the maiden vinyl's highest quality you have any masks that you treasure that are like they're yeah. awesome quality your watch you rent mentioned yeah. is like the best quality watch yeah it's now awesome. You, you you take that's those dollars. That's one of my favorite maiden things I own. Yeah, totally. You take those dollars and put it against a glossy printed thing that's put in a box. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it doesn't compare, yeah. right? You want that quality and like the the, the you know the the. Samurai. I just want to get. It's not the quality. It's the it's the getting use out of it, right? Like absolutely. I wear this watch every single day. Totally. Um, I have it right here. I took it off and laid it on the desk, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, I mean that's an awesome watch. It's, it's very a beautiful subtle, watch. The Iron Maiden references on it, but. This is I the know. Bruce Aris, but like, I don't know. I bought on that, and I was like, I bought wear that every single day now for years. You have, yeah. So I, I love that. Like watch. Every and every day, I get enjoyment out of it. Every time I look at my watch, see what time it is. I know, and I, I so, kind of want to get one. I think I will get one of these. Days. <laughs> They're sold out, man. I know, but there's you only six secondary markets. I know. Find one. <laughs> I can get one. But the um, question I have for you. So yeah. we're kind of we're kind of moving away from Sinjitsu more about the oh, merch, yeah. but, I think, it, but I think it, I think I think it's valuable. It's, fine. it's yeah, valuable. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go ten. Of what? <laughs> what? <laughs> totally. You know what? I don't hear any complaints. Yeah. But, you know. Um, and look, these these conversations are so good. What do you consider? I want you to think about this. What do you consider as completeness? When you think about, if you were to say, from a vinyl collection for Iron Maiden. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw mine at you, so you have time to think. So. If I was to say to someone to be have a complete Iron Maiden final connection, collection, this is what I'm aspiring to because I'm not there. I want every single latest version of every studio album, plus yeah. all the live, yeah. plus the original issue of all the albums, which goes up to, I, I believe it was like before Fear. I believe it was when they stopped issuing the original version of Vital Link. But I believe it was like, Seventh song. I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wherever the original were before the reissues happened. Um, I might be way off here, but I don't. I I only have a, a couple of the originals. And yeah, I there's hundreds of, of versions of and and releases yeah. of like, and, and, and you can go into other country versions yeah. and like absolutely. And then and, yeah, and, and remasters I'm, and like yeah, and I'm ignorant yeah. to this too because yep. honestly, when I when I shop on like Discogs or any of this, I can't make sense of the versions. I mean, I'm not yep. a I'm not one of these audiophiles who's like big into it. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, I, but I'm saying like an original pressing or like not not like the first hundred, you know, but original pressing of of the album plus the remaster, and then the live discs, full albums. But I'd also include, like, and in that live, I would include like Made in Japan, and I. But I'd also include Sandhouse tapes, even though that's yeah. that's 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 a very big reach for completeness for a lot of people. It's very expensive. I don't have one. You have one. Where do you draw the line? Do you do you include singles? Well, you draw the line wherever you want to draw the line. Right? Yeah, like, but where do be... you draw it? Where do you draw? It, is the question. So I would say if you have every studio album on vinyl of any yeah. pressing, well, that could be a complete maiden collection you know now me Good i want to have all of the live albums that yes. are available on vinyl yes and i'm also trying to get all the singles and all the compilations that are available on vinyl on vinyl so you want every official made in vinyl at least one version yeah at least one of each studio album um and live album compilations are harder to do there's a couple of those like maiden mania 80 to 87 
and getting a vinyl copy of Best of the Beast is like pay through the nose for so so those are kind of I don't know if I'm gonna ever find those ones but you know you just I don't know you buy whatever whatever you you feel like buying I'm big on like 12 inch singles yes so uh I'm doing pretty good on those, but then there's a bunch of seven inches. I'm not into getting CD. There's a lot of CD singles. You know what? Like, you've been you've been sleeping not... on me on this one. I'm calling you out <laughs> because you said to me a year or two ago that you're like, I'm not getting into singles. Man, there's too many. It's going to take forever. You said that. Oh, I was. But, there was a but, while where I was sticking just you to did, twelve inch singles. You did, yeah. and we never talked about this. But I was over yeah. to your house recently, and you pulled out like three or four singles. I was like, that bugger. He's <laughs> he's been digging through the bin, and he's got them all now. Do you have them all? How are, how close? Are no, you? no. I'm. Uh, I should make a list of the stuff that I want to get. I don't know. It's not like it's not like it, it. It's this list that I have to like complete. I enjoy the process of looking and trying to find copies of some of the stuff. And like you find a copy, and it's not a good deal or it's in bad condition, and you you know it's it's. I enjoy the hunt, so it's not like this thing that I have to I have to go out and like get all these things to complete the collection. It's I don't know. 12-inch singles, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'd have to look into seven inches because I've just been picking those up. You know what? I we've we've <laughs> got our, we've got our little things like I buy you certain things, you buy me certain things. From now on, I'm my my new gift for you. Every time like your birthday or, or Christmas comes around, I'm gonna buy you like Book of Souls normal album. Be like, have you heard this? <laughs> like right in front of you. Do you have this? Do you have this? Oh oh oh! Here's a Seven Son. Have you heard this album? Like that's literally because you've got everything and you're so obscure and it's got me drove nuts. Yeah, I've also been trying to complete my Blaze Bailey uh, collection of everything. But anyway, we should probably get into yes, <laughs> Days of Future this. Past. Cause, uh, but yeah, yeah keep going. Right. It's good to go on a half-hour tangent. But <laughs> we were actually, it wasn't a tangent. We were talking about the formats that this album came out on. Yes. Which I thought would take five or ten minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're good. And there's probably people that like started listening to this podcast and they're like, it was supposed to be about Sinjutsu and it turned into like you interviewing me about my maiden collection for like what seemed like half an hour i think it's a worthwhile discussion <laughs> i think we should stick i don't know we whenever we do these podcasts and we go off on these tangents i'm always like trying to stay on topic and i think i just failed <laughs> i am blaze bailey you're listening to talking maiden the podcast of the beast possibly the best podcast in the world. We'll try to get this uh, best podcast in the world back on track. So Days of Future Past, Smith Dickinson, so Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson, four minutes and three seconds. So this is a short one. Um, Adrian actually wanted this for the first single. He, I read an interview where he said he thought this would have been a good first single for the album. Um, I think this very easily could have been a single. Um, this one and Stratego, maybe. Like, how do you think this album would have been received if this was the first single and then Stratego instead of the writing on the wall? Like, do you think of writing on the wall maybe put some people off? And if this dropped and then Stratego, people would have been like, it's more traditional maiden sounding. That's a, that's a, it's a hard question to answer because writing on the wall for me is so associated with the the, the visual component, yeah. which we talked about when we covered it. I think this one is a banging yeah. quick track that you can get into. 
So I, but like it's got Adrian all oh, over, yeah. doesn't it? Independent of of you know the writing credit and the solo, it's the the quick. He loves right. To well, hook if you look you at Adrian, so it's Adrian and Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Um. And yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, so two minutes to midnight, right? Where like Adrian was kind of playing that. You know, it, the story is they're in that hotel in Jersey, and Adrian was playing the music, and Bruce like banged on the door, and came in, and twenty minutes later they had two minutes to midnight written. You know what I mean? So if you look at Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson songs, you have like well, Flight of Icarus, which is your favorite, very catchy, like kind of straight yes. ahead. Yes. Back in the Village uh, and Sun and Steel, which are like kind of, they're like awesome songs hidden away on the back half of their albums that don't quite get enough attention, but they're both, I think they're both awesome. And then you have like uh, Hooks in You, which is like his, well, Adrian's only credit on No Prayer. Uh, no prayer for the dying. Um, which the music's actually pretty decent. The lyrics are like super cheese. Um, and then you have writing on the wall, darkest hour, speed of light. Not a big fan of that one. Death or glory, moon child. Those are like Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson. So like they're all fast. Yeah. Writing on the wall is kind of long, but they're all fast rock riff based rockers. And I think like you know you're not going to get a Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson long epic. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's 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 not that. That's why Maiden are great. Is that you know you don't have twelve tracks that are three minutes long, or exactly. you know three yeah. tracks that are twelve minutes long. You have a mix, and he comes yeah. in and he adds those. And I would argue, if anything, he comes into especially in the new era since he's come back. Um, you know, weighing in and saying, guys, we need to have something that's a hook here and something that's a hook here. Even though Maiden have moved towards. You know, doubling down on the hardcore fan base, longer, yeah. more epic songs. His songs now. Well, that's why I was saying if minute, they had to drop this as the first song. single, because I think a lot of people have in their head now, uh, um, like people that are not in, like me and you love the Modern Maiden, but there's a lot of people that are kind of stuck in the '80s. Totally. Which is nothing wrong with that. Like, there's a lot of bands yeah. where I'm stuck in the '80s. Like a lot of bands where I don't know the newer stuff. Yeah, they're they're listening to us on an A track player, <laughs> by the way. They they, they download a day track. No, they're they're modern. Well, you know what I mean? I'm like that with a, I, there's a ton of but bands yeah. where like I only know their peak classic stuff, and they have new stuff which I never pay attention to. So I get it. I know you know Metallica and Judas Priest are totally too. But like, um, yeah, yeah. If if they had have dropped this as a first single, I think a lot of those '80s mm. fans might have been like, "Oh, a, 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 like a." Although I don't know, they they they've been doing that with. Maybe I'm wrong. They've been doing that with like different world, and you know, Final Frontier, Wildest Dreams, Future Real, I guess, and uh, I don't know. Well, Wicker Man kind of worked, but I mean, but this this song is more in in the same vein as those from the last couple of albums that, you know, the opening singles, Speed of Light, whatever. Totally. I just remember reading online some things, and a lot of people were kind of put off by the writing on the wall as the first single. And I think this would have been a bit of a safer choice. Not that that necessarily would be a good thing to go safe, but I don't know. But that said, like, I, I really like this. Yeah, I really like this track. But it's no Yeah, safety. I really like this track too. To me, it's a it very Adrian it, Bruce. If it's you look great. At, like the Adrian Bruce combo of writing songs, which is like Adrian writes the music and then Bruce comes up with the lyrics, and they all kind of sound like this. Like I actually have a quote of Adrian talking about this. Days of Days of Future Past. Now I, that title was in my head because I had the music to the song and I thought, got to do this song. It's a great title for a song. So it was nagging me, 
uh, Moody Blues did a song, I think, um, many years ago, an album called Days of Future Past, but they spelt past, uh, P-A-S-S-E-D, whereas ours is past, so we didn't worry too much about that. Uh, again, I just came to Bruce and said, I've got this idea for a, uh, I've got the music and I've got the title. Where did we go from there? So he made it about um, somebody uh, wandering the earth, somebody uh, who is immortal, you know, and the uh, uh, the ups and downs of being immortal, you know. So that was that song. So yeah, he said he wrote the wrote the song, brought it to Bruce. Bruce, he had the title and the song, and Bruce came up with the lyrics. And Bruce says, so this is another. Uh, <laughs> So Bruce says, the lyric is a reimagining of the graphic novel Constantine, particularly the movie version with Keanu Reeves. It's an, kind of an interesting setup because there's always the assumption that God is a good guy. In this scenario, God seems to be a manipulative narcissist. He's almost like a psychopath. So a year ago, over a year ago, when this album came out and me and you were kind of talking about doing it back, remember originally when we were talking about doing it? I, uh... Yeah. I watched the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves because I was like, I'm going to see what the song's all about. Yeah. Uh, I barely remember anything about it. I just remember that like, it didn't really remind me anything to do with the song. I don't know what Bruce is talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's vaguely oh, has the same themes. Maybe there's some like religious stuff in there and like, you know what I mean? Like I could see how maybe that put him in the mood to like write lyrics like this, but there's no tie in. Like not like, not like the prisoner or like, it, this is another thing where, like, I listened to the Maiden song. Like, I watched all the... Remember I watched the episodes of The Prisoner? And I watched Children of the Dam yeah. and Where Eagles Dare. I watched the movie Quest for Fire and the movie The Duelists. And I watched that thing from the 60s yeah. of The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. And uh, I, I, yeah. I watched uh, on YouTube, you can watch Run Silent, Run Deep that old movie from like the fifties. Yes. And I watched both Wicker Man movies, which are both awesome for different reasons. One's amazing and one's hilarious. Running but... Silent, Running Deep. Yeah. Running Silent, Running Deep, underappreciated song. I just want to say, like I, I listen back to yeah. that now and I'm like, oh, <laughs> we might've been too hard on it. But this. anyway, I heard, I heard them but, mention yeah. that a song is yeah, kind of based on some kind of media and I went and yeah. watched it and uh, just because that's what I do. <laughs> and I, I didn't see yeah. the tie in really I, I got... very much at all, but. I don't know. You know, I, I got a I got a uh, a comment on this, and it might be because we're drinking eight point nine percent beer right now, and I'm really I'm really feeling this song. But uh, some things sometimes about Maiden, like sometimes we we look for these these depths that just aren't there. But in reality, it's like it's like the canvas, and they they paint a story, and you look at it, and like when you look at a picture, you know, you look at a canvas, you look at a painting, you hear a story. There's what the artist intended, yeah. and then there's what you bring to it. Yeah. And you get out of it what you want, you know? And this is this is one of these songs like that. Like, there are some lyrics in the song, it which I absolutely lyrics, love. It's true. And then, yeah, it and it's pretty It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's it's an Adrian song. It's pretty pretty quick, you know? It's no stratego yeah. for me in terms of just that the hookiness and just, just the way it ramps up. But I would I would I would agree that that you know his gut feeling that if we got this out earlier we drag more people in the album is probably correct, but like it's it's an it's a song where once again with Maiden, it's what you bring yeah. to it. You know if you if you want to come to these new albums and go you know this is stupid then you're gonna find that you're gonna look that if you look in a mirror and say the same things you're gonna find that as well. If you come to this and go and you just come in open and honest and listen to this, it's yeah. you're gonna well, get I... back what you put in. I was not going to give it away too early, but I love the song. 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's up there for me. So, yeah. yeah. So it starts out with this intro, and I want to talk about this intro a bit, but I'll play it first. So that's the intro, which, you know, yeah. it's 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 not too long, which is okay. And it, it creates a good buffer between the previous track and this one. And it's yeah. it's the same chord progression and, like, music that's underneath the chorus played at the intro. So it kind of, like, yeah. when you do hear the chorus, it's kind of, like, calls back to the intro that you've already heard. Kind of set it up a bit. Honestly, I think it might be a bit of Maiden kind of padding out a song with an intro. Like, I don't know why the main riff can't be the intro. Like, I kind of get it, though. On the album, it, like, it works on the album because it gives, like, a buffer from, like, you're coming out of Lost in a Lost World, which has a very mellow kind of outro. And then this is what it would sound like on the album if they didn't have the intro. As the clouds all drift away now Until we meet again So, I don't know, it, it's, it's very abrupt the way that kicks in Which can be a good thing but then uh, also having that little intro at the beginning uh, does kind of like transition between that soft outro into this like hard riff, which I love. Like that riff is one of my favorite riffs on the whole album. I love it. It's fantastic. But you realize too that we're on a new disc on the vinyl, right? So it's like even though there's like disc one and disc two digitally. Oh really? Like you're on a Are new. Sh- so right. it, it's kind of if you flip it, you don't really notice it. But I know what you're saying. It is, it is a hard start and stop. If you listen to it digitally, it's pretty pretty. Okay, I must have been wrong on that. I thought yeah. it was the same side, but maybe yeah. I was listening to Spotify that's how, when I thought this. I don't know. Totally. That's when I listened to it. I've listened yeah. to this stuff. That's the other thing about vinyl, right? Like we own it, and you know, we, but I kind of treasure it because vinyl is finite. I like to listen to vinyl when I have. Generally, I put it on. Mostly, I listen to my Iron Maiden vinyl with other people who come over. I'm like, you got to hear this. And then they go, oh, that's Iron Maiden all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Iron Maiden. Oh, I have a podcast. But, you know, literally, I love to play it that way. But I, but this is an example where when you listen to it on vinyl, you don't notice that. But when you listen to it digitally, you do. Okay. I thought it was the vinyl, but maybe it was the – I must have been listening to the digital. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. There seems to be a big backlash against intros on Iron Maiden songs like – a lot of people are like, why do they have to have an intro and an outro in every song? And I mean, that's just part of Modern Maiden, but they do kind of, I I don't know. I Sometimes I agree and sometimes I don't. I don't know how I feel about it because sometimes I like an intro to set up a song. Like I love the Talisman and it has that big intro at the beginning and the Talisman wouldn't be the same without it. So wait to now, me it wait works. Now, you, like, you like the Talisman? <laughs> you hate it. It's like my go-to whenever I but reach you know, for a song that I love by Modern Maiden. A, a, one of the things about the multimedia music be it you know digital in whatever form plus the vinyl is that you can't really control the space and the silence and that's the reality of it this one i find i actually love the aggressive start yeah it, it's well like i said that riff once it kicks in 
one of my favorite guitar parts on the whole album is just this yeah. this riff and in a past episode remember i had a hot take and i was like this is the new wicker man and uh i don't know if you know i don't know if it's as good as the wicker man um but maybe this intro was a try to make it not be quite as much like the wicker man i don't know but like this riff once it kicks in like i love it that's such a cool riff it's awesome love it. i got a quote from adrian <laughs> he says it's got quite a modern feel in places and it's only four minutes it's the shortest track on the record the riff that comes in feels very fresh and youthful it uses the e position on the seventh fret fret and then you use one finger to play a c bass note then down to the a so that's uh how to play it on guitar <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> i you... love that riff i love it yeah i love it too i don't know what it is it's very simple but like sometimes the simplest riffs are the like the rocking riffs i mean i just love adrian man like it's great yeah it, it's it's fantastic and after lost in the lost world and before the time machine, it's kind of an energetic first. Yeah. I would say, you know, you mentioned it on the on your tour set list, and I want to I want to get into two aspects of this. But the first one is, is the only problem with this song its placement in the album. Would you have this as track number one in the album? Because you mentioned it in the tour well, set list as your number one, and obviously we know the tour has gone on. Where would you put this in the album? I don't know where you can't open the album with it because because. What do you do with Sinjutsu? Where else are you going to put that on the album? Anywhere else. I don't know. That's an opener, but it would Is be it? very more maidenly to open with this rocker like they always open with. But yeah, I, I mean, if anything, what we took away from Sinjutsu was that it was long and drawn for the start of an album. We could right. have gone with Stratego or could have gone with this. The only problem I have with this track is that it's kind of wedged between two. Yeah, it does kind of. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we got this album and I listened to it. And this is one of the ones that kind of like revealed itself to me after many listens. I was kind of like, wait a minute. What's up? this song? Like it goes by so quick, too. And you're like, oh, the epics and the time machine is so strange sounding that it really gets a lot of attention. And this one kind of falls through the cracks. And then when you do finally pay some attention to it, it's just like, oh, yeah, this one's great. This is one of the best songs on the album. <laughs> and as you highlight it, it starts so aggressive for a while. Like, I have to stop sometimes and look at, because I listen to this, I mean, I've listened to this album so many times, but I've listened to it just on loop. Yeah. And at the gym or running, and you're not really noticing the tracks until you start to sit down and digest it and do this stuff. Yeah. And for me, Lost and Lost World and this ran together in a lot of ways. Like, right. in the sense that Lost and Lost World is so long that, you know, depending on how you look at it, you could think of those as... I mean, I look at Maiden albums as just these fluid things. I mean, the tracks are kind of... I, we don't live in a CD era anymore. Remember the CDs? <laughs> yeah. We used to skip, skip, skip. I'm not like it anymore. To me, it's like, I look at themes. Like, if I have a song that has a stark contrast between the start and the end, and then the next song that carries on from the, the second part, it's I, I view them as two separate tracks in a different way. Right. So, well, I always sit down yeah. with the album, and, like, I really pick apart, like you know the track names and what start you know what i mean so i'm very yeah. much conscious of what songs are what as i listen to because i kind of pay a lot of attention to that because i really want to know what song is what and i you know especially with maiden i'm like who wrote the song and we're you know what i mean totally. so i'm kind of the opposite I, I pay a lot of attention to what track is what and stuff like that but even even so 
even in doing that, the song really did fall through the cracks for me until it kind of revealed itself at the end. And, you know, after many, many listens, I was like, wait a minute, this one that I kind of wasn't paying attention to because Lost in the Lost World is very like epic. And like you said, there's this track and then the time machine is so strange sounding for Maiden. It has some weird stuff going on, which we'll get into next episode. Yes, yes. But it it just, yeah, it just kind of like fell it didn't get the attention. And then when I did give it the attention, I realized how much I loved it. Yes. And this album really needs a song like this. It needs, at this point in the album, it needs something to pick up the pace. Like, it's not so heavy. It's like, when I say heavy, it's like, I mean, it's more of a, like, a straight ahead rocker. Like, and you needed that at this point after what we've, you know, the first tracks before this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree. And it's, it's, it stood out to me like it became a, a, a part. It's a quick, when you're listening to it, like in terms of its real estate time-wise, it's not as large. It's only, uh, you know, four minutes and change. Yeah. Um, 3.30, but, but, they cut that intro out. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's and it's rocking. Yeah. But I want to highlight two things that I absolutely love Okay. about this. And the first one is some of these lyrics. And I'm going to read a, a few of these lyrics. I love, I love, like, once crucified, you forgave it all, but my own life condemned to fall. Like, there's some brilliant, like, you know, you could take out of that what you want. Yeah. You know? I'm not trying to make some religious reference, but there's just the, the level, like, who wrote this? Do you, who do you think wrote these lyrics? Dickinson. Do you think so? Because I do too. Because, because if Harris wrote like, them, it would, it would be Smith, Dickinson, Harris. Yes. And you know not I mean? only that, the way he goes like once crucified, you forgave it all. The way he hits it, he's he's writing it so he could sing it. He crushes. This is to be honest with you, one of my favorite vocal uh tracks. Like and it's typical Adrian slash Bruce. And I don't mean to interrupt your analysis. I want you to get back yeah. and break through it. But like, of course, all of the lyrics he can hit at like stride and he's given it. And he's perfect. And then the solo goes in Adrian. So I love that. I love yeah. the lyrics. Well, it's funny what you flow. said because yeah. when Bruce writes the lyrics, the way they lay over the music is different than... It seems like a lot of times when Steve Harris writes the lyrics, there's yeah. a lot of words and a lot of syllables to fit in over like music. And it's like... Where Bruce is more like... You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope everyone liked my... Nice, nice <laughs> impression of Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> oh, that was it was it was top class. Um, I love that because one of the things that tells me like why I made this so healthy as a band, as a as a as a team, as a brotherhood, is that when they write their own songs, they showcase themselves, but they don't they don't at the detriment of others. You know, yeah. To literally, if you were to write a song and then not showcase yourself. But, you know, you got a third of the album. I mean, it, it's the ideal situation where someone's like, oh, okay, Bruce and I'll write this one, and Bruce is carrying on. And, and, like, the other thing that stands out, so the second point I was going to make was, the first point was the lyrics and Dickinson. And obviously, we haven't talked about the solo. We'll get to that after. The second point was, this is the first time in the album where I'm just, like, really loving the drums. In the intro, the drums were fantastic. And through the chorus, the drum transitions are fantastic. Yeah. Like, we haven't mentioned Nico yet. But he's excellent. In Last in the Last World, he does uh, some pretty cool drums. He stuff does on there do too. some cool stuff there. But yeah. I do, I do know what you mean, and yes, it's true the way you're saying. Like, it's not even what the lyrics are saying, but just like the cadence of the of the Absolutely. of the lyrics, especially well, not so much the chorus, but just over the verse. Yeah, it's it's got that maiden like 
it's there's no gallop, but the lyrics are just kind of like it's very totally uh, the energy the behind it's just this energy. It's just great, and this the verses on this used to completely remind me of something. I was like, this reminds me of another Maiden song, and I finally figured out what it reminded me of. Okay, and it is it reminds me of the verses on the Pilgrim, which is another song that I absolutely love. Absolutely. So I made a mashup of uh, the Pilgrim. This is very short, but they are kind of silo- similar. So it's not even the melody. It's more just the way the lyrics kind of lay over them. It's not exactly the same. It just reminded me of it. I'm not saying it's like the same thing, but it just, it it did remind me of something and it was bugging me and bugging me and I could not place it. And it kind of, I think it's, that's what what it was. You know what? We haven't touched on this yet. There's a song later I'm going to get on, but there's, there's, I'm glad you noticed it. There's, there's an A Matter Life and Death aspect and there is a book of souls aspect to this album there are two yeah. tracks in mind this one i never even had pegged but as soon as you said the pilgrim i was like oh god there's literally one track we're gonna cover it later i'm like this could have been on book of souls like, well this track actually yeah. reminded me of this sounds like it might have been a leftover from book of souls you think so i kind of like it sounds yeah. like that or maybe i don't know it like this if this you drop this on book of souls i think it would fit right in oh it'd fit right in it fit right in. You know what I mean? Where you can't do that. You can't do that with a lot of the songs on this yeah. album, but you can with Hot. this one. I would love to do our most underrated Iron Maiden because Book of Souls is the most underrated Iron Maiden. Didn't Maid we do underrated do an episode on that? I can't remember. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like I'm, five I'm years ago. It's like five years ago. I know. I, know. I can't remember. Another great lyric. Yeah. The, the chorus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The days of future past, obviously. You know, to wander on the shore. A king without a queen to die forevermore. I love that. Yeah. You know what, though? That is definitely Bruce because the way he hits it, the way he sings it, is perfection. Yeah. Oh, this is a great chorus. It is. That's a really great chorus. It's true. I find that this is this is just Bruce starting to lean into his vocals, and like you know, you never want to look at an album that's recorded uh, like a like a like a tour. But I find that that he's just really leaned into it. But we talked about some of the previous chorus and some of the other songs, and you know, the the was was he, you know, the the keyboards underneath, and then the the various you know people that were playing along the Anik. There is some great drumming that's happening underneath these vocals. And I feel like it's like Nico ur- urging them on, but it's not overpowering. And the transitions, like, this is the first time. I mean, the keyboard piece, we mentioned previously, I hear yeah. it all the time now. But this is the first one where I'm like, the drumming really stands out to me. And it's just, I, I, I don't know. I really love this song from a drumming perspective. Yeah, there's some really cool fills in, in, in there. It's true. Um, my only thing that I would say about this chorus, as much as I love it, there's a lot going on underneath the chorus and underneath 
like the the vocals like it's there's a lot of guitar going on it's they're basically playing chords and they're playing that intro from the beginning so the intro they're playing underneath the chorus um it's the same music as the intro so i made a clip actually of the the intro and the chorus it's the chorus and the intro so you can hear like that they're playing the same thing So they're playing that whole, they're playing chords and like, there's a lot of guitar going on at once. And it's almost a little bit noisy, which like, it doesn't really bother me, but like, when you listen to it in headphones, it's like, Jesus, there's so much like guitar going on here and like the vocals over it. Like, I almost feel like they could strip it down a little bit, but I'm not complaining. I'm just, it's just a, a comment. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then I, I get it. they're into the solo. So what do you think of the solo on the song? Uh, you know, Adrian's solo, I assume it's Adrian. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Adrian too. I assume it's Adrian uh, 20 too. minutes, 20 seconds or so, you know, just over halfway in the song. I mean, I, I think it's pretty interesting, but uh, it's not crazy. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah. it's a pretty decent solo i mean it's not a mind blower it gets the job done it serves the song and moves the song along but like yeah the, the the thing that i would say is you know it it's it's a solo that's meant for a quick song he's not wasting his time and going off and, and dragging it out it is a pacey song so he hits a very quick solo and i like it because it, it's you know it's courses for horses it fits it fits the song you know, there's so many triple solos, so many nine minute songs. This is not that song. So, you know, uh, you know, I don't I don't knock it. I, I don't think, you know, he could have been more crazy on the song. But I don't think this is the this is the stage in the album to do a 40 second dragged out solo. I just yeah, it's, it's a, a quick song. it's a quick solo for a quick song. But I'm just saying Adrian's done, you know, similar length solos in the past, like evil that men do two minutes to midnight yes like his solo in aces high is around this yeah exact same length pretty much this isn't that i mean it's an okay solo but it's it doesn't compare to those and then yeah it comes out of that and there's a breakdown and it's funny you were talking about the keyboards because this is the only part where i noticed the keyboards in this song and it's when they break it down and when they break it down like i don't know why they have to layer the keyboards on top of it because you kind of want it to just kind of the re, it's like a breakdown so you want to like simplify it and just give it a chance to breathe but there's like keyboards layer on, on top which they do all the time on this album Yeah, I don't think the keys add anything there at all. It's just kind of like this. It's like a mosquito buzzing. <laughs> it's 
it's a little bit annoying, but I can tune it out. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And it comes I, out of that, and it goes into the chorus, and then it's you're out. That's the song, man. Yeah, it's it's you know I don't know I'm so conflicted on the keyboards. You know, as I notice it more and more, it kind of feel there's there's a part of the keyboards where you don't want it yeah. in there for some reason. It's the right? tone of the keyboards. It's not that it's not yeah. the fact that there's keyboards there. It's just well for me now it's the fact they're there because I never really noticed a lot of it oh, in yeah. the early <laughs> stages. I was like I just wasn't paying attention to it. You know, I, I ruined another. I, uh... Well, well, I don't <laughs> believe it or not. I just like listen to music and just like oh I like it or not. You know, I don't literally yeah. go there and go like hey wait now what what timing is he playing on the bass? I know musicians do that. They decompose everything and they try and replay it like as quick as possible yeah. or they track it. I'm not like that. I more or less follow from an emotional perspective. But, you know, since you early on, we started with Sinjutsu, I was like, you know, when you rinsed the keyboards, I noticed them in a few places. But now I see them everywhere. It's so heavily layered across yeah. this album. And I have mixed feelings about it. It's the high pitch of the of the keyboards too, kind of like this is this is probably like the most like old man thing I've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in my forties and I'm like the 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 sound sometimes when you hear those high peak high keyboards is like it's kind of like fatiguing on the ear yeah to me. it's like after a while it's like geez like i gotta take my headphones and be like yeah there's almost it's, like it's a lot. like i could listen to like wrath this... child like listen to how yeah. wrath child yeah. i could listen to that all day and like my ears could take that forever but it's, it's yeah. the high the highness that i i i don't know yeah, it's, it's like that. It's like that re in the organ sound. Yeah, that, it's, that the, it's the pitch of them. It's, yeah, yeah, and the tone of them. I don't know. Yeah, that is it, it. You know, it's minor, really, but like you notice it. Yeah. Once you start paying attention, it stands out. But uh, other than that, I think this is a great song. One oh, of it's the fantastic. one of my favorites on the album, I think. Yeah, it's now it's, we have half the album to go through still. So it, it's up there for me. <laughs> At the end, we need to rank them. But I don't know. Yeah, we should try to. Yeah, maybe. every epi- every 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 episode, every song, my perception my perception changes. So. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm since this album came out up until now, which is like a year and a half ago, my, I've been all over the place with how I thought about the songs, how I ranked the album, how I thought about everything. Like oh. there was a while there where I was like, yeah, this album, I don't know how I feel about it, and then there was a while where I was like, this is the best album ever. But this song is solid. I think. One thing you can take away from this song is, like, as a general rule, you can't go wrong with an uh, Adrian Smith, Bruce Dickinson song. No. You know what I mean? Like, Two Minutes to Midnight, what I say, Death or Glory, Moonchild, Writing on the Wall. There's a lot of them. Darkest Hour, Flight of Icarus. Oh, uh, uh, Sun and Steel and Back in the Village, Two Minutes yes. to Midnight. Flight of, did I say Flight of Icarus? You did? Yeah, so, I mean... When the two of them get together. And you know what? Another uh, thing I've never thought about is uh, if you like Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson, there's also Accident of Birth and Chemical Wedding. Which is, Ooh. That's know. a good point. So that would be something we should maybe talk about. We did Chemical Wedding, <laughs> didn't we? We didn't. We never covered That's one we of my didn't. favorites. We were, we were going to. I know. And I got you into it. And I got you listening to it. Chemical Wedding is my favorite Bruce Solo album. Yeah. Does it count as a Bruce it. Solo, though? <laughs> yeah, it totally does. Does it? Yeah. Now, Adrian doesn't have much, you know, Roy Z wrote most of the songs. I think Adrian has two credits on Accident of Birth and maybe one one or two on Chemical Wedding. So it's not quite the same, but. Wow. But we did Tattooed Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But no, that was a, a great take. Great track. Lots yep. of good stuff in there. Yep. Smith Dickinson song, You Can't Go Wrong. Yep. Hey, that I, rhymes. <laughs> hey, there you go. Can't go wrong. You know? Uh, awesome song. Yep. Love it. Great breakdown. I think we wrap it up there. Everyone wants to get in touch with us, go to TalkingMaiden.com. You can leave us a voicemail at TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. You can email us, TalkingMaiden at gmail.com. And you can get us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TalkingMaiden. Next week, yeah. uh, next episode, Time Machine. Time Machine. I'm, uh, you know, it's a Yannick, Yannick yeah. writing credit. And this is a weird one, so I can't wait to get into that one. It's a very different one. So. Oh, I want to say something right now, but I'm going to save it. Save I don't it. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to prep. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Put your hot take off. on ice. Oh, I'm going to. It's on ice. It's on ice. Anyway, un- until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Yeah.